And we're back! Yet another episode sponsored by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Have you guys ever seen as loyal of a sponsor as Shine Through Window Cleaning? They're, they're with us through thick and thin. No, I mean, I've never seen a more loyal sponsor yeah. ever. That, ever? That company is wonderful, I, I, I think, and it's super handsome gentlemen work there. I agree. Mm-hmm. They must be spending a lot of money for these ad reads. I know. It, it, we do have a pretty high advertising fee, so they're, they're giving us a good amount of dough, so we can't thank Shine Through uh, Window Cleaning enough. But, as we've already alluded to, tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror, of course, is brought to you by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company proudly serving Plymouth and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business, home and business, like we would treat our own, their own, excuse me, and believe in building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch with Shine Through today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781 812-9189. That's 781-812-9189. Or at shinethroughinc.net. That's shine, T-H-R-U, inc.net. That's shine through window cleaning. What's up, everybody? And welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike, and I am joined by a panel of co-hosts again tonight. Uh, some that you're familiar with, and the first one is Cat. What's up, Cat? <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> doing doing all right over there? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, how you doing? I'm great. <laughs> She's already laughing. Before yeah. We okay. All right. Well, it's a funny. It's a it's a funny scary movie tonight. So that's I guess a good thing. Yes, I'm very relevant. Next to Cat is Andrew. Andrew, welcome back. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Living the dream. Living the dream. Living la vida loca. Oh yeah. And she bangs, she bangs. She bangs, she bangs. Ooh, baby, and she moves, she moves. I go crazy. Wow, I didn't know you knew more than... I mean, I only knew she bangs, she bangs, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I know the lyrics to she bangs, so what? I mean, you want to right. fight about it? <laughs> big whoop, big whoop. Big whoop, want to fight about it? <laughs> and next to Andrew, we are joined yet again by Seth of the Squeegee Life podcast, who joined us last week on our Phobias episode, and he decided uh, he had enough fun to come back again. What's yeah, up, man? Not much, guys. What's going on? Not too much, not too much. Thanks so much for coming back. Yeah, my pleasure. Appreciate being on. Of course. Of course. So we are recording with a new piece of equipment tonight. Hopefully you guys noticed the difference. Uh, We recently upgraded our shitty Amazon microphone that we ended up starting the podcast with back in November and upgraded to a Blue Yeti, which I think we are already seeing the results uh, are better than what we had before. So I'm excited to test this out. Hopefully the audio quality is better for you guys because that was one thing that we noticed over the first 10 episodes that something we needed to improve on. So here we are. The content. Yeah, 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 yeah. The content, I feel like, was okay, but just the sound quality, I want it to be better. The content may be questionable. But uh, with that being said, so for tonight, we had an original idea to go see the Invisible Man remake that is now out, getting great reviews, uh, poised to make a little bit of money over this opening weekend. Uh, directed by Lee Wannell, who is one of the co-writers, star, and co-directors of the Saw movies. He also did Upgrade. He's done a bunch of stuff. And the Invisible Man remake looks awesome. We were supposed to go see it last night, and the fucking Regal Cinemas at the Kingston Mall changed the movie time on us at the last minute, and it kind of fucked up all of our plans, so we weren't able to go see it. Uh, still want to go see it. We just weren't able to go see it in time to record this podcast. He hasn't stopped talking about it because I know. He's so I angry. I really <laughs> since last night really it's have a hair really across my ass uh, because embarrassing. I checked. I, it's not <laughs> embarrassing. I checked the time on Wednesday and it was supposed to be a seven forty movie and it, whatever they changed the time. We weren't able to go, so we had to think of an idea for this podcast on the fly. So we had a list running of a few different ideas. And we settled on a movie that uh, we watched last night. Again, we've all seen it multiple times. Just watched it for a refresher. And I think it's going to make for a really, really good episode. Um, Before we get into that topic, a couple of things we want to cover. So while we were just talking about The Invisible Man, this is the first movie uh, Universal is rebooting their classic Universal Monsters. Uh, They've tried to do it several times over the last couple of years and have not had success and this invisible man movie looks like it's actually gonna do really well and hopefully this is a sign of things to come so i'll go around the horn 
Are any of you guys fans of the original Universal Classic uh, horror monster movies? And do you hope that these do well? Andrew, I will start with you. The original ones. I mean, they're good in their own. So like the like uh, yeah, like Frankenstein. The Bela Lugosi Dracula movie, the Karloff Mummy, and yeah. uh, those know, are Frankenstein. So, I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of those They're movies. classics. They're, they're great movies, I guess, but they're kind of boring. And I, I guess really like them. the characters. Are you fans <laughs> of the, are you fans of the characters? Yeah, the character. Well, yeah, how can you not be okay. if you don't like them, of course. Like any so I guess my my question I should rephrase. Are <laughs> you like excited to see these movie, movies? Be, yeah, yeah, that, that counts. Movie. That counts. That counts. That's, That's not a, the original one. That you're it's not the about no. It. It's not the original one. But I'm I'm just talking about those characters as yeah. well. Are you a fan of those characters? Are you excited to I see think, them make new movies with these? Yeah, it should be interesting. It depends on how they do it. I wonder how are they going to do like origins of Dracula? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So they they completely re. Designed and reimagined this universe, uh, this uh, Invisible Man thing. So I guess we'll see how so, it goes for the rest wait, of them. The Invisible Man is this like actually an actor that plays the Invisible Man? Because we were I mean, just talking about this the other if day. If it's yeah. Invisible, why actor. do you need yep. an actor? Well, he's not. You, <laughs> you don't need anybody. Yeah. He's Invisible. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Hollow Man, great movie. Yeah, Hollow Kevin Man Bacon. had Kevin Bacon. Oh god, that movie was <laughs> real bad. So. Terrible, but good at the same oh, time. I like. I like it. that movie a lot, actually. I like it for how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you? What was your question? I'm sorry. My question? Yeah, your question. You had a question. Somebody yeah, a question. no, no, no. Do you I even mean, need an actor? Like, um, is no, there I was even, she asked Otis. if there was Otis an actor. Is, no, Otis is down underneath the table, like, chewing on something, and I was just staring at him for a second, and I was like, what? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, if the Invisible Man, like, is that actually, like, played by an actor? Is yes. it, like, an actual character that you see, mm-hmm. even though he's called the Invisible Man? So, I've never seen, I've never seen anything, or heard of anything until... So, Elizabeth Moss is the main character. I it's did kinda, see that. It's told, it's told from her perspective... It's kind of redesigned as this Me Too era story of abuse where Elizabeth Moss is in an abusive relationship. She's in so many abusive Yeah, she she likes dark roles because she's in that Handmaid's Tale show that I've never watched and I know you really like and it's really fucked up. Oh, yeah. But, um... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so supposedly the the quote-unquote invisible man in this movie is her ex-boyfriend that she tries to leave. She's in an abusive relationship and he somehow develops the technology. He's like a... Like a Mark Zuckerberg type billionaire, and he develops the technology to become invisible, and nobody believes her. But it, it looks it looks really cool. I think it's it's going to do well, and I'm excited to actually see it when we can see it. When you know the movie theater doesn't change the fucking time on us. So I know, but you know what? It wasn't actually supposed to be released until today. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, they didn't really need to keep their show times because it wasn't. It was oh, that's pre- weird! Really, it was a pre-release. Is it a pre-release? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, last night was the the like you know. So don't think you should do it like midnight though. I'm like for certain movies, yeah. but I guess they're they're doing like multiple showings now, like the night before, which was one of these. Uh, Seth, fan of the Universal Monsters at all? I am. Bela Lugosi is, is is the epitome of of. I mean, you could go Nosferatu, but I think Bela Lugosi gave you what you have now for vampire movies. Um, yeah, I, I would be really curious to see the way they're going to do it. Obviously, you know, you're gonna, you have to upgrade. You have to change it a little bit. But I, I think it would be cool for them to bring back the original monsters, to bring a new generation into remembering. You know, I remember sitting around the house with my, my dad and watching these stupid old movies when I was mm-hmm. a kid and watching Bela Lugosi and, yeah. and just how weird his performances were to me as a kid and, mm-hmm. and just grew to love it. So, I mean, there's a reason that when you think of Halloween and, you know, horror in general you think of these icons right i mean and you think like even like the original story so like the original dracula book the original frankenstein story those characters in those books don't look like what they're portrayed to be you remember them as those characters from the universal monsters so you remember bella lugosi as dracula with the cape and the suave guy and you remember boris karloff as frankenstein with the bolts in his neck and the big forehead and the stupid hair but they didn't actually look like that. So they're very influential. I think it's going to be exciting for them to reboot them for a modern audience. That's the only point I wanted to make there. Sorry for nerding out about the Universal Classic Monsters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's move on. Next <laughs> Next item. Trailer that dropped. Uh, big trailer. Something that's been anticipated for a while. We all just watched it. And that's the trailer for the new Candyman. Uh, remake. Reboot. Legacy sequel, whatever it actually is, you don't really know yet. Co-written and co-produced by Jordan Peele. What did you guys think of this? Are you excited to see this movie? Yeah, uh, I mean, Jordan Peele can do no wrong right now. So, uh, When I first saw the movie as a kid, it scared me. 
Yep. And then I got older and it was kind of cheesy. And it looks like with the new remake, they're really kind of doing a nice, like, uh, Peel-esque twist to it. And yeah. Bringing, bringing that kind of... Um, lean to it so i'm i'm really interested in seeing the movie to be honest the trailer definitely had those jordan peele vibes right it had like the destiny's child music in it and it's just it, it has it had that feel yeah. jordan well peele the girl had a, a, a bad brains sticker on her bag like i noticed that yep and uh you know like you can tell his influence you can even just like when you see it you yeah know i mean when you see the trailer you like know jordan peele made it yeah um, well if you see if you if you read any of the jordan peele interviews that are out there online or you listen to him you can tell that he's a very big horror nerd he grew up watching these movies so to see him kind of tackle a property that was special to him that you know is kind of a cult classic and hasn't had too many sequels it's going to be interesting to see what he does with this so you know that's that's what i think cat uh, have you seen the original Candyman movie no i never did never no. have e- either of you guys seen it oh, yeah yeah i have too. not I've for really, quite a while but i watched them not too long ago like maybe like six months uh ago. so they are all on netflix right now uh the Candyman movie so if you want to see this in preparation for jordan peele's movie which i know i want to rewatch it i haven't seen it admittedly in a long time so and i kind of forget a lot that happened so i want to see it but uh you can see Candyman on netflix uh, that's kind of all I had for trailers. Anybody have anything interesting that they watched? Horror movies or anything over the last week since we last recorded? I don't think I've watched any horror movies in a while. I mean, I watched Breaking Bad, but that doesn't count. Doesn't I've count. Never seen that show. Yep. Yeah, I know. We've been kind of we've been watching Daybreak, but nothing really. Seth, yeah. anything for you? I've been rewatching Breaking Bad with Andrew. So <laughs> okay. okay, fair enough. And we are on to our topic of the night, which, if you've seen the episode title, I'm assuming you have clicked on it, is The Cabin in the Woods, uh, which is a 2011 horror movie directed by Drew Goddard, one of my personal favorites, and a movie that we have been trying to talk about for, uh, you know, I guess for the last 10 weeks since we started the podcast. Uh, Always one that I knew that we were going to do an episode on, and it just came a little bit earlier than anticipated, because we couldn't do The Invisible Man. Uh, but Cabin in the Woods, I mean, what do you guys think of this movie? Seth, I'll start with you. Uh, it's a great movie. There's, there's so many parts of that movie that can resonate with, with anybody. I mean, their ties to, uh, throwbacks to all the, the older movies. They have that Truman-esque kind of thing going on with it. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. There's lots of like, really like that dry humor happening in, Yep, in areas where it shouldn't be happening. Um, I think it's a really good movie. I mean, when it first came out, I didn't love it, and then I've I've watched it maybe two or two or three other times since then, and it's yep. kind of like one of those movies that's grown on me because it's like you almost kind of miss the point of what the movie was the first time you see it. Yep, and uh, I think it's a great movie. Yeah, see, uh, it's in- that's interesting because I actually, from the first time I saw it, I really liked it, and I've just grown to like it more as I've continued to watch it. But that's interesting to say. Interesting to hear, excuse me. Andrew, what do you think of Cabin in the Woods? Oh, it's a great movie. It's easily one of the top ten in the last ten years. Yeah. 11? 2011, so it's, yeah. it, it qualifies top for top, one of the top movies of the decade, for top sure. Top ten. Yeah. How many movies of the decade do you have? I feel like every movie we've talked about, you said, is a movie of the decade. Well, we did. I, I think <laughs> it, was, it was either on our Shining or uh, It Follows episode. We did a top three of the decade. Each of us did a top three. And my top three were It, uh, Insidious, and Cabin in the Woods. Cabin but then in the you Woods just said recently one. Doctor Sleep is another movie of the decade. So like, actually, yeah, it's a good point. It is, uh, it, is, it is a good point, and I did say that. Mm-hmm. And I think this is right up there with... Doctor Sleep as no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take it. I don't it think he said it. That I feel like he's been picking movies lately that are following, you know, your top ten, top fifteen of the decade. I mean, what are you going to talk about? I mean, you can talk about crappy horror movies if you want. We That's could. always fun. But you pick good ones. <laughs> no, <laughs> like she's so she's saying like we we did a list on one of our episodes. We each picked our oh, top yeah, yeah, yeah. three horror movies of the decade and. This was my number one at the time, and when we did the Doctor Sleep review, I was very much in favor of that movie, and I think it actually was the most important horror movie of the decade. I think it, if I had to flip a coin and pick between this and Doctor Sleep, I'd probably say Cabin in the Woods just to avoid recency bias, but I I don't know. It's, It's very close. So, what are your thoughts on Cabin in the Woods? It's cool. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's cool, No, dog. I'm just kidding. I just, I just, 
everyone was like so quick to talk about it. It's oh no, it's funny. really, it's really. I good. just thought it was gonna be funny to <laughs> oh. say it's cool. Oh, okay, all right. All right. No, so Cabin in the Woods is awesome. I always like the whole like teen horror movie thing where like they're put like t- like I love Scream and I like I don't know like we're talk we're watching um Daybreak right now and like that's all like teenagers like I think the teenager thing is like corny but I kind of like it at the same time like when you're in high school or whatever and you're going through like weird horror movie stuff either it's like a murder or, like zombies or like whatever. I kind of think it's funny. So Cabin in the Woods is the same idea where they pick like five, you know, Kids that are actually smart, and they make them look so stupid. Intentionally. Intentionally. And, like, it becomes this stupid horror thing, and you're like, wait a minute, all these people are, like, gonna be doctors and stuff. Like, they're studying all these crazy things, and they're really smart kids, and they end up looking like idiots. Yeah. Yep. It does a really good job of breaking down and being very meta about, okay, why do normally intelligent people make stupid decisions in these fucking horror movies. They do a good job of kind they of... on all of them, Providing too. a backstory as to why and showing, like, behind the scenes and, like, providing some funny, uh, funny showings of why that actually happens. Even from, like, the very beginning when, like, that girl's hair, they're, like... In the first, like, two seconds of the movie, they're the girls that are roommates... She's like, oh, you dyed your hair blonde. And, like, she becomes the dumb blonde girl in the mm-hmm. scary movie. Exactly. Like, instantly when yeah. the movie starts. Yeah, like- <laughs> and all the character, all the archetype characters are there. There's the stoner, there's the jock, there's the nice kid, there's the virgin, there's the slut. And it, they're all there. And it's just it, it's just funny to see how they tackle it versus other horror movies. It's very aware of itself, right? And... You know, I'll just say the same thing that I said when I when we did our lists, and the reason that I had it as my favorite horror movie of the decade. It kind of has everything I want in a horror movie. It has lots of Easter eggs, throwbacks, callbacks, references to uh, existing horror movies that are awesome. Uh, has lots of laughs. This is a, I actually think this is more funny than it is scary. It's not very scary at all. Um, especially if you're a seasoned horror fan, you kind of know what's coming around every corner, and that's the point of the movie is that it's predictable, right? So you're able to expect what's coming. Uh, But it's still an original premise despite being a cliched premise because of the ending. And has an awesome fucking Nine Inch Nails song to close out the, the movie. And what over about Ario Speedwagon? Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, yeah, so this That's movie a has a pretty, pretty fucking good part. Pretty, pretty, good, pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. And I actually saw this movie in theaters with my buddy uh, Sean, and I just remember at the time, I, I went in not really expecting much, and I was blown away. When oh, I yeah. walked out of there, and we were both kind of just like, dude, what the fuck just happened? That was wild. <laughs> uh, the ending is just so great, which we'll, we will get into. Uh, but a couple of quick facts about this movie. Um, as I mentioned, lots of Easter eggs, lots of little tidbits about this movie that are interesting if you're a horror fan. So inspirations for this movie were the original Evil Dead from 1981, uh, the 1984 George Orwell movie, Resident Evil, Cabin Fever, which is an Eli Roth movie, and Saw, they're all considered to be influences behind this film. This movie was directed, as I mentioned, by Drew Goddard. Uh, this is his first directed movie, but he had been involved in the past, or has been involved since, uh, in the Daredevil TV series, uh, Cloverfield Paradox, which is obviously one of the Cloverfield movies, the worst one, unfortunately, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, did you guys see that movie? Kat and I saw that. No. Haven't seen that yet. A lot of the Why same... do we never remember when you say we see movies? It's uh it's got the Chris Hemsworth, like the Manson style, like hippie guy that shows up at the hotel. It's the hotel that's on like the Nevada and uh, California line. You don't remember any of this stuff, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Drew Goddard also involved in Alias and was a writer with Joss Whedon on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV series. Oh. So uh, Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard co-produced this movie. Drew Goddard was the director, but they were together, just like they were on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And you can kind of see that influence throughout the movie. Uh, so as I mentioned, Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard were involved in this movie. They created over 60 different types of monsters many of which were created specifically for the cabin in the woods. So obviously at the end of the movie you see all these monsters. A lot of them are references to famous monsters from movies. A lot of them are made up as well. Uh, They wrote this script in just three days. Wow. Pretty impressive. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's... uh, I mean, uh, I guess when you get on a roll you want to keep going. It's a rocket-fueled brainstorming session right now. Yeah, it sounds like it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. Uh... 
movie's opening was a deliberate attempt by Drew Goddard and Whedon to confuse the audience and make them think they walked in to see the wrong movie. So what they're talking about there is the scene. Obviously, it opens up with uh, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford's character kind of on that like golf cart riding through that underground facility. And if you walk in to see a movie called Cabin in the Woods, you're not necessarily expecting that. So, like, I remember I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> so it's definitely jarring and, and a little bit confusing. So, uh, another fact. Fran Kranz. Fran Kranz, however you pronounce it. Krakens. Who plays uh, Marty, the stoner kid. Yeah. Uh, so that's he re- his name? That's his name. That's his name Fran in, in real life. In <laughs> real life. Wow. In real life. It's him a name. <laughs> Uh, so he received extensive prop and behavior training in order to capture the stoner persona of Marty. This is very interesting. Uh, he received a two-hour joint rolling session and a separate bong lighting session from expert consultants to immerse himself in the role. In addition to the famous travel mug bong, which he uses to beat one of the fucking that backwoods really hillbillies... <laughs> Uh, a number of more subtle marijuana paraphernalia appear in the film. These includes Marty's stash of weed, a smaller pipe, a tulip joint, and a joint kept in the pocket of his pants. Uh, the prop crew even designed the film's own brand of rolling papers, which were called Smiling Buddha Rolling Papers. All for him. Just to get himself immersed in that role. Wow. Because apparently, despite him playing a stoner, he's not a stoner in real life. I actually saw some more facts I didn't include in here. Uh, he was ripped at the time they were filming this, so they purposefully had him wear baggy clothes because they did not want to make him look more ripped than Chris Hemsworth. Wow. Imagine being able to say that they made you wear baggy clothes because you were more ripped like... than Chris fucking Hemsworth. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's quite a quite a. That's quite a interesting. Feat. Yeah. I'm going to look at him again and be like... What's under there? Oh, because you, you love Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> you thought about that, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. What's his name again? Can I use the Google? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see his how name hot is, this guy I wonder what really. this guy looks like. Fran. Fran Grupens. Kranz. K-R-A-N-Z. Chris Bacon. Yeah, because I know you're a big fan of Chris Hemsworth, so for you to think that somebody is more ripped than him, it's a little crazy. All right, last fact. Jamie Lee Curtis... Guys, heard of Jamie Lee Curtis before? No idea. No, no I know, right? Uh, she was also considered Who? for the role of the director at the end of the movie until it ultimately went to Sigourney Weaver, which is pretty cool. I feel like either of them would have been good in that role, but I, I'm, I love Sigourney Weaver from the Alien movies, so I thought that was a good choice. I love Jamie Lee Curtis from My Girl movies. So. Yeah, uh, Trading Places, all the Halloween movies. Yeah, true. Whatever the um, fuck else she's in. True lies. Uh, True lies. Yep. She sells the very fibrous uh, yogurt for mm-hmm. uh, for uh, making sure you have healthy bowel movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, she does do that. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of gross to think about. Jesus yeah, Christ! Jamie Lee Curtis taking a dump Ugh. is not usually yeah, your first not, not 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 something I want to think about. Mm. I mean, maybe she took a dump in her pants during the Halloween movies <laughs> if she was scared enough. But uh, yeah, Ooh, God. I wonder how much people would pay for that. <laughs> Probably a lot. There's some sickos. Andrew, out there. how much would you pay for it? <laughs> it seems like it came to your mind first. They probably have pop up ads on Brazzers for that. <laughs> Brazz nice. reference, he did it. Hey, James. Oh, Andrew, hasn't, Andrew hasn't made it through one episode without making a porn no. reference. Well, that yep. one was forced again. <laughs> uh, Every it's episode. been a thing. They make me. Uh, no, we don't make you. We don't you. make you. Well, You've done it willingly. They make, one of the fans. One of our cream. fans likes it. Yeah. Uh, fans, that's, that's cool. Well, you, I think you oh, yeah. unintentionally did it through like the, oh, first, yeah, the, the first two or three, three times, episodes. Yeah, yeah. And now I so, have. And to then, then like the he shit. wrote on our wall, uh, "Can't wait for the next episode of the Brazzers reference." So <laughs> now a, I feel like you I have feel like to it's a challenge. drop a porn reference to see if you can there. drop it. And yeah. only Brazzers reference, or like, there has to be Brazzers. No, it can't be anything but. Can't Brazzers. make like a Brozier reference. Oh, Reality like, Kings, a Ryan Brazers, Red Two, yeah. like any way of dropping it in there, right? I like it. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to run through some categories with you guys. Uh, we'll talk about Cabin in the Woods a little bit more in depth. First one, uh, one we've done with the last few movies that we've uh, done podcasts on. This movie came out in 2011. Here are some of the other horror movies from 2011 that came out. Admittedly, a terrible year for horror. Really? Oh, yeah. So I... Leary? What else? Oh, Leary? 
So, here are some of the movies. Tell me if you've seen them and if this movie is better. I think we're going to know that already it's going to be better or worse okay. than these movies. Are we okay? giving them a smell rating? Uh, <laughs> some of these other movies are going to get a smell rating for sure. I thought we already... We still haven't come up with the smell rating? Uh, we haven't. No, we haven't actually... We have the two thumbs come up with a way, way, way up. Way, way yeah, down. Cats, cats. When Cat loves a movie, it's two thumbs way, way up. A cat, cat... <laughs> Cat, uh, two thumbs cat, the way cat. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we haven't come up with a smell rating yet. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that soon. Okay. So here's the smelly list of 2011 horror movies. Okay. First one, Scream Four. Do you guys see Scream Four? Uh, no, I, I, I probably did at some point. But... I think I saw Scream Three, and I gave up after that. I saw it when it came out. Not that memorable. This movie is way better than that. Uh, Final Destination. Five, which is, I believe, Again, the I've last made it movie. Very clear with you. Mm-hmm. Once you get past like the third one in a horror movie sequence, mm-hmm. other than you know, obviously, Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, <laughs> I love those movies. They're they are good, but you are obsessed with them. you are. Obsessed but yeah, like with Saw Phantasm. Eight, Final Destination Seven, Scream. When a little ball comes out. And I, I, have, I agree. I, with I, you. Bar- I barely liked the first one. Why am yeah. I going to watch the other? Fi- Final well, Destination though is kind of one of those rare series of movies where they actually kind of got a little bit better as they went Did along. They? Uh, some of them. Just better yeah. deaths. And the if first I, one was not. Or was it actually like yeah, better? I, saw, I think I saw the first one in theaters. But yeah, this one I think was the last one in the series was Final Destination 5 and this movie is clearly better than that. Paranormal Activity 3. <laughs> 8. Oh my god. This is, what, of, this is what we have to work with in 2011. sequels. Yep. Triquels and is that everything? Yep. No, 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 no. The first I, I got a few one wasn't more. good. Uh, the first, I think, the first one's a classic, and the uh, sequels are not good. I've lost this one included. The problem is, I've lost all interest in most of these ghost movies. That's what I gotta say. It didn't do like, anything like for me. The Conjuring's a good movie, but I'm like so sick of those movies. Okay, Wait, fair did enough. you say The Conjuring? No, 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 no. no that's, that's a, a good movie. Year. I like that movie. He's just saying, but, like, there's too many with ghost par- movies. The, with the Paranormal Activity movies, he's not a fan of ghost movies. Oh, okay. I do like ghost movies, yeah. just <laughs> good ones. <laughs> I know uh, you've seen Paranormal Activity, Cat. I did? <laughs> yes, you did. We watched it together. No. Never thought, mind. Are you this sure? Is, now, yes. now Kat has to do this in every episode. Yep. No. Oh, wait. I, you already <laughs> do, so you don't have to okay. I don't wow. remember. Wait, what? what is... Um, Burn. It's the it's found footage movie in California where the house so is haunted. Many. I know, I know, I know. Okay. I can't keep track of them. Where'd I leave my shopping <laughs> I do agree with Kat, though. I've seen... We watch I watch so, so many, many horror movies, and I literally forget more movies than I watch. Right. Because you'll be like, what movies did you watch this week? And I'll be like, All right. I think I watched three, and I can't remember any of them. Fair enough. Right. So. Couple... Thanks, Andrew. Here's, here's Thanks for backing me up. Yeah. Dude, this is a brutal, brutal list of horror movies. Uh, next one, the Fright Night remake that came out with Colin Farrell as the villain. See, I didn't see that one either. No. Nope. Uh, that's actually an underrated remake. Did you see it? No. It's good. Not as good as this movie, though. Okay. We'll have to watch that because Colin Farrell's in it. I know you're a fan of Colin Farrell. What is it? Uh, it's a Fright Night remake. Fright Night remake. I remember it coming you've out. Never, okay. You've never seen, I don't think I've seen Fright, Fright Night. Night. I know, so let's just skip it. Let's like, is there just literally, skip it. Is there, is there a horror movie you won't watch? Uh, no, we watched no. everything. I'll probably watch it. <laughs> seen Jack Frost. Of course oh, I've seen that. You've seen Jack Frost. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've seen that uh, with Michael Keaton. <laughs> another remake that came out in 2011. That we saw in theaters. Was. And there was a Universal Studios haunted house based on it that we went to on our first vacation together ever in Orlando. The Thing. Oh, now you better know this. The Thing. The Thing. He already answered me. I, I wanted to see, did you even know it? Oh, no, I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot we of saw houses. Scooby-Doo. There was a and lot of houses. And just said, yes. Bears stealing picnic baskets. <laughs> I know. I'm like, so the I thing, forget which ones were which. Uh, was, was there a Stranger Things one? There was a Walking Dead one. There was a Walking Dead one. one and then there year. was a holiday not one. this year. Not that yep. year, though. No, the year we went to um. We went. Halloween we went two nights. years in a row. <laughs> Second year, there was a Walking <laughs> Dead. Um... The first year we went, there was uh, a house based on The Thing, which was the remake of The Thing, which actually ended up being a sequel to The Thing because it shows the... uh, the Swedish base beforehand. Off base. Kind of off base. Not The Thing, the remake. Mm -hmm. I remember that one. What was the movie with Val Kilmer that was kind of like The Thing? 
It was definitely like the same. He was in... No, it wasn't the same. <laughs> he was uh, in the Arctic. Batman Forever. No, I've never seen this movie. This is a horror movie. Oh, you know, I know. Yeah, isn't he on like an expedition to like the Antarctic yeah, to like yeah. find oil or something like that? Probably. I'm not sure of what. Oh, I know what it is. The fuck is yeah? That? What it's is it? MacGruber. What is it? It's MacGruber. That's correct. <laughs> Willow. No, he's come. You just talked this. about Willow the last. Yeah, you I did, did talk about Willow. Yeah, oh, so I still Willow don't know what. I no, love Willow. What the fuck is this? As soon as you brought up Val Kilmer, I was like, Ooh, Willow. Okay, so needless to say, this movie is better than the Thing remake. Uh, Apollo 18, which was another uh, horror found footage movie that I saw because I'm a nerd. And it was decent. The Thaw. The Thaw, okay. Never heard of it. It was uh it wasn't terrible. It was pretty terrible, but it wasn't um the worst movie I've ever watched. Okay. I basically right. love how there's like Alzheimer's patients just trying to remember <laughs> stuff on one side of the table. He was trying to herd kittens. He was so much better in the island of Dr. He's just out, here's your pills for the Mm. day. Hopefully you took your fish oils from memory. Yes, of course. (laughs) So uh, if if you're you're still listening, uh, our buddy Otis was down here a second ago and uh, woofing away. He's our official mascot. And uh, maybe I'll post a picture of him. We shall see. Stephen Walsh, yes. So, as I've alluded to already, this is a horrible year for horror. My God. Um, Another bad sequel, Hostel Part 2. Did you see Hostel or Hostel Part 2? I saw Hostel. I did see Hostel. With the German Shepherds. Not a terrible movie. Not a bad movie. I kind of like that Uh, movie. It's all right. It's an Eli Roth movie, so they're all the fucking same. Yep. Oh. No offense. Well, Eli Roth did the movie where the uh, 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 clown, right? The clown, though. It's Haunt. Not, the show. No, no, the, the guy grows like a clown. Yeah, yeah, mask. the guy. That he, might have been him. I That's think that was Eli Roth. I know he was in that. You see that movie? No. The clown? It's called. Well, the it's clown. Like a, he's like he a basically puts on. Clown. He finds his clown uniform, thing. like outfit, Same. in. Um, at a house. His, his kid's birthday's coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, the clown backs out, so he's a real estate agent. He goes in and finds this clown costume and puts it on and does the show, but he doesn't realize that it's not actually a costume, it's demon skin. And so it starts growing onto him, and now to satisfy the demon, he's got to eat, like, eight kids. That sounds like the premise to, like, the Haunted Mask Goosebumps book from... Uh, <laughs> Pretty <Hollywood> close. <laughs> well, Eli Roth's in it because his brother had worn the suit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Eli Roth kind of does those, like, shock and, like, body parts yeah. flying and blood. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's famous for the gory movies. He did both the Hostel movies. Uh, the Green Inferno, which is a disgusting movie. That's so gross. It's so nasty. Uh, he did the uh, Cabin Fever, which is also a gross movie. Holy shit. Um, so yeah, Hostel Part 2 came out in 2011, and the last one, no, Andrew, I'll let him. you talk about this. because wasn't I know Eli Roth. Andrew is not even paying attention to me. Well, no, I was trying to figure out the answer to this question. <laughs> well, no, but it wasn't a question that was really posed. He wanted oh, to talk. You say it again real quick? Um, so <laughs> the, that's all I had pretty much for 2011 horror movies, but the one that I wanted to cap it off with, because I know you have a boner for this movie, is Kill List. Oh, great movie. Which I have saved, ready to watch. But I will, will be watching the short list. I have not. Very underrated movie. Why don't you tell us about it so we'll see if I yeah. want to tell people about it. Well, give an idea Why? of the premise. Like, can, can you kind of elaborate Wait, for the sake of 2011? For maybe being okay, a pod, well, I think being, it's everyone's had nine maybe, years to watch Maybe it. being a podcast host, you can talk about it in a spoiler-free <laughs> sense so that our Let listeners can have some sort of content. I wasn't expecting to be talking about it, so... If I remember correctly, I'm trying to not confuse this with another movie. I think he's this guy. What other movie? Comes back from the military, may have been a sniper, but he's just having trouble acclimating to life again. So he gets a job as a... No, he has like PTSD. I know, I'm just something. laughing at your range, that's all. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember it. I'm probably talking about a completely other movie. So if that like American happens. Sniper? Because it no, sounds like American no. Sniper. Okay, so he does this and they think he gets a job. And it's like a mix with Taken. He's a security guard for a dancer, but I think he actually does get a job with like some of his buddies, like three of his buddies, ex-military guys, and they work for the same like security firm. Okay. And then it has nothing to do with that. Great twist ending. It's really fucked up. It's kind of like a um, culty ending. Okay. Like, you know, which is interesting. Kinda, so. I like movies it's like very, that. It's very like, it starts you off in one place. It completely, but it's just very well acted. It's low budget, I think, but it doesn't seem like a low budget movie. Yeah. 
And uh, it doesn't have any actors in it that I know of yeah, because I, I have it. I have it like saved in my queue, like ready to watch. Because it was remember. on sale on Google Play Movies for like ninety nine cents, and I rented it because I know that you've been bugging me to watch it for quite a while. I so think you. Like I'm it. excited to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's no Phantasm, but um, <laughs> you still haven't watched Phantasm though. So, can we definitively say 2011, terrible year for horror between Scream 4, oh, Final yeah. Destination 5, Paranormal Activity 3, Fright Night, The Thing, Kill List, could, Apollo 18, and Hostel Part that 2? Like, that might be one of the worst. all-time worst years for Very, I, very I, well I feel could like be. like 2009 to like 2012 was like a really kind of... I feel like after... Ca- I feel like Cabin in the Woods... But it did give us Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods is an all-time great, so I feel like that kind of skews the results for that year. So And Kill List is good, too. Yeah, exactly. So, back to the Cabin in the Woods. Um, is this movie scary? Kat, yes. I'll start with you. Yep. It is. Okay. Yes. Why is it scary? Um, there's a, Well, I mean, just alone, all the monsters that are in there. I mean, there's a monster for every single person that's and they are scared out, of anything. And they are outside. Part of it. Yeah, you, you're afraid of the outside. Yeah, so yep, we're dark. back into like you know outside where the rest. I'm of afraid Earth is. of being in the dark <laughs> in the middle of the woods all by myself. There's which a, one girl of, dies. There's a crawl space. from a tree. There's, there's a crawl space. A, I mean, there's so it's my worst nightmare. Our last, yeah. uh, our last episode with phobias right. plays. Yeah, plays into it's that. my worst nightmare in a movie. Andrew, yep. I know nothing scares you. All the monsters it's not a scary basement. movie. No? It's not meant to be scary. What do you mean it's not scary? It's I, I it's agree. Satirical. It's not meant to be scary. It's a lot of the special effects are it's, terrible. It's horror movie, movie Well, porn. the end of the day, it's more It's more creepy. And then gory. It's, it's creepy and gory. Yeah. It's not like... It's like Tucker Dale. Tucker and Dale versus, versus evil. evil. Yeah. It's like that same idea. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a very similar movie. movie. I, love or, I mean, look at the movies that they're doing. Evil Dead. Like, you know, like they're paying homages to movies that were like... Kind of the same thing in that, in that and they aspect. know that they're There's doing a lot of it jokes. And right, this movie, like I said, this movie's very meta. It's aware of itself. It knows all the horror movie tropes, and it kind of just plays on that. Anyone want to argue this movie is scary? Because I think this movie is more funny than scary. It is. It's, it's very funny. hilarious. It's no, not like scary. Scary. Actually, the scariest thing in that movie was the painting in the cabin. When they yeah, that's first, creepy. That that's was cre- like really when you creepy. okay when when you don't know what's going on, that is a creepy thing. And they so like you know, I wouldn't sleep in a room with a painting like that. No, there was like a paint. No. Do, do you guys remember there was like a painting with like a what was it, a lamb's head cut off or something like? So the head yeah, was they over were like here sacrificing and it was, they were sacrificing Yeah, they're sacrificing a lamb as a, like a group of, like a religious cult sacrificing a lamb and there's a creepy guy like standing in like, the distance absolute, in the background. I, like like when a tall they, man. Yeah, yeah they, they, they actually, <laughs> they said in that YouTube video that we watched before and that it might actually be a reference to Slender Man. They said Slender Man. Why mm-hmm. couldn't it be Tall Man? Because they talk about all man. these other horror icons. Tall Man's... One of the greatest. I know you are the biggest time. champion for Tall Man and everything related to fan. <laughs> I love the Tall Man boy. <laughs> He's the best. It, it, it is. It is. So I would say if you haven't seen that movie, it's a must see. I know Cat has. No, yeah. The last one came out like two years ago. <laughs> and the guy, I was like, they've been making those mo- remakes. Well, how many? How many sequels There's are like there? Six, but it's taken like. Have you seen them all? I don't think I've seen the newest one. But he was—he just died, I think. Yeah, the tall, tall man, man died. Yeah, Who's he now he's down in hell where he belongs. R.I.P. Yeah. in peace to the tall man. Jesus, him and Tony Todd hanging out down there. Actually, All right, Tony Todd's alive though. All right, so this movie is more funny than scary. Well established. Uh, what is your favorite scene in this movie, Andrew? I'll start with you. Hmm, that's a tough one. There's so many good scenes. My favorite scene. Okay, it's the one where Chris Hemsworth is going to try and jump. The uh, the valley. I had that his, written down too. I love that. When we watched that last night, the metal wall. Like I was laughing. Up. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> so the force field. There's a scene where he he is just clearly playing up the hardo like oh, yeah. jock trope. Like he's ripping off the one liners. He's on his dirt bike, ready to jump this fucking Grand Canyon style ravine, and he hits that invisible force field and it just shows him like flipping like head over heels down the entire way it's just so funny to see i i had that down as one of my favorites too uh that's a good scene in the movie me next what about you um so, <laughs> so uh i would say the part where they um oh, what what's the uh, redhead girl's name i don't know actually uh, i don't know any of their um, names 
Yeah, because I, I feel like well, their names are irrelevant. I don't think she's, that she's I just, been... I'm like, yeah. the redhead they're, girl they're and archetypes. then the stoner that left at the end when they get down in the basement and they're like in that whole um, facility and they run and they end up in that bulletproof... Dana is her name. Dana, Dana is her name. And who was the stoner's name? Marty? Marty. Yeah. So when Dana and Marty end up in like the basement and they end up in like the whole area where they're doing this whole... Set up thing, and they get into a hallway, and people are chasing them, and they end up in this this hallway where there's all the elevators, and then the one room, the control room that is bulletproof, and she realizes that that's where, like, right after they got out of the chambers with all the monsters in them, that, like, she had control over all the monsters, and all of a sudden she hit a button, and, like, all the people that were shooting at them... All the monsters just came out of the elevators and started eating them, and it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like it was like bing, and then all the monsters just came right out of right the, out ele- the elevators. Like, right out yeah, of yeah, the elevators. Yeah, the like, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of cool parts. I had, awesome. I had that down as one of my favorite moments. That's one of the, the best. The ending is just so great. It's it's not what you expected at all. There's so many monsters, and then obviously after that, you go down to the basement, and there's uh, you know. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, it's it's awesome. Um, I thought Sigourney Weaver looked really weird in this. It was movie. her hairdo. That's the only difference. She had like that she weird like strange. it was like it was like out. Yeah, it you was have to like, realize that she was like no one can see what you're doing. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she, was, she was she was she was out. probably was in, there, in her thirties when she was an alien and aliens and she the still 80s. looks the same. And this movie came out in yeah, 2011, she so she's older. Maybe uh, she just always looked like an older. She's in Avatar too, right? She's in the Avatar. Uh, she's in Avatar, and she's going to be in the Avatar sequels, which no one asked for, and they're apparently coming out. <laughs> oh, I would watch Avatar sequel. I uh, couldn't give any. They didn't make less... a sequel to Dances with Wolves. I don't need a sequel to Avatar. I couldn't give Couldn't give one shake of a rat's ass about a sequel to Avatar. Why? And apparently James Cameron is making like three of Did them. Did we watch Avatar? Because he knows he'll make money. Yes. I watched Avatar with you. You didn't like it? People it was love fine. People it was love good. So why I don't think that was so a, I think it was a technological breakthrough. It was. Just like James, James Cameron's, like all of James Cameron's movies. Yeah. But it was... It's Dances with Wolves with Aliens. But... If you've seen Dances with Wolves... Did he wolves, do Dances with Wolves? No, but it's no, the but same it's the goddamn same movie. movie. Yeah. A, a guy, yeah. Guy travels, finds an indigenous people, he's fighting on the other side, he grows attached to the right. indigenous people, tries to save yep. them, yeah, you're and he's right. going to be the hero white dude, you know what I mean? And yep. then he leaves with the one person that, like, you know, he's sent there that's going right. to... It's Dances with Wolves with CGI. But, like... With it was blue, one of the first. It, was, and, uh, it doesn't have Kevin Costner, so it's not as good. It was so popular when it came out, though. Like they have to have a sequel because they made so much money off that movie, and then they made like, movie Avatar. Did not. Why didn't you make? Why did you make a sequel? I don't know. Like three years after, not. It's it's in like an awkward. You're time. missing. You're I think missing it takes your a long time You know why? You know why they're making sequels? The Mickey Mouse corporate machine. Because there is an Avatar land at Disney World. Right. At one of the parks. That's now getting and old. And Disney now owns Fox, who owns the rights to Avatar, and they're making multiple sequels. And it is ah, scary now sense. at the point of, like, two or three corporations are going to be in charge of all movies soon. Yeah. I think that's bad for movies. I agree. I think you're not going to have movies like Cats in the people, Woods. That's why people it's a risk. watch Netflix and those movies. Right. Because, because the mainstream movies that come out are just the same bullshit that they all want. Well, see. it's rare these days because everything, they want to release a movie and have it be a franchise and have sequels and make theme park attractions and do whatever. Not every movie needs that. And I think that indie movies that come out are that are important need to be supported. So, like, when there's a, a good horror movie that's a little horror movie that could... Or any type of movie, like not necessarily a horror movie, but any movie that does not have a big budget and is a good movie should be seen and supported because not everything should be fucking the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because if that hap- if if people don't support those movies, then we're gonna they're lose. not gonna get made. We're gonna lose good. Well, movies. and, and I feel like that's why like Jordan Pill has been so influential lately, taking really cool ideas, really cool concepts, bringing it to the mainstream from his love of shitty 80s and 90s horror movies you know what I mean and putting his own little twist on it too um, I think you need more directors and producers to kind of take those risks yeah. and be like this is what I'm making I don't care what you want me to make I'm going to make this he's, he's been an he's good too. unbelievable shot in the arm for horror with oh, yeah. what he's done over the last few years it really is incredible just someone who was a comedian who just 
was a horror nerd and fan and started just, you know, I'm going to write and direct Get Out. I think the two are the same. It, to scare someone and to make someone laugh is, comes from the same place. Yeah. It kind of is. It, it, it is. That's interesting that you say that. Yeah, yeah it comes It comes from the same spot. You're, you you take risks. I mean, look at some of your favorite horror movies have that huge comedy aspect to it. The movie we're talking about right now yep. has the ties in comedy. It comes from, to make someone viscerally laugh or to be scared is kind of the same spot. It's the same kind of emotion. And I think... That's why I think Peel's great at it. He knows comedic timing. He's, I mean, you can say what you want. The Key and Peel show had some of the best skits I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. Where they did the inner city Hogwarts. Up there with Chappelle yeah. show. <laughs> Anyone ever see that, the inner city Hogwarts? I think I have. Yeah. I have. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Sounds things really I've familiar, ever seen. Yeah. That, and then he's the, uh, he's the, um, I know I'm getting off on a tangent here, but he's uh, he's the psychic that's like sex offender guy, and he walks around, and he jerks off in the rooms, and he <laughs> oh, yeah. gets in there, and he has to like jerk yes. off to figure out what I goes on. I remember that one too. I remember yeah. that one too. Super good. Uh, Key and Peele, by the way, also in Toy Story Four as a couple of toys. Yep. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And also in the Northwest Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no- Key and Peele Northwest Bowl. Yeah. Dingle McCringleberry. The best. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, also for Mars favorite Mars scenes, Mars so I, I had down, <laughs> you know, besides the ending and besides Chris Hemsworth crashing his motorcycle into that invisible force field, anything with Marty, the stoner kid was hilarious. He oh, was yeah. just the, you know, it, it said multiple times throughout the movie that he's the one character not affected by like the gas they pump in through the vents because he's smoking weed. He's hilarious. Best character in the movie by far. And I also love the part where, uh, so I had to look up the name of this character. Obviously, they go and get gas at that creepy gas station, just like in the Texas Chainsaw awesome. Massacre. Oh my god, Hills Have Eyes. It's in so many. And like, it's, the, it's, 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 it's a, it's a so trope from multiple horror movies, and there's that creepy old guy there. And in this movie, he's named Mordecai. He's talking to Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford back at the facility, and they have him on speakerphone, and he's spouting like you know old school biblical the ancient ones want blood they do not approve of this and they're all laughing at him when he's on speakerphone he's all of a sudden he says am i on speakerphone and they all like they're like no 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 no." and they start laughing and they they let him keep going and then all of a sudden he keeps talking and oh they still still on speakerphone (laughs) that cracked me the fuck up that was a hilarious scene so uh that's what i had down for favorite scenes another category that we always talk about is if you could replace anybody in the cast of this movie with someone else of your preference, whoever. Don't have to explain. Could be anybody. Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Yeah. Why? She just looked weird at the end. I, I, she just looked weird. Okay, so who would you replace her with? <laughs> she just looked weird. I don't know. Um, anyway. So would you, right, l- l- let me ask you this. So would you have taken her or Jamie Lee Curtis? Ew. Who would have been a better fit? Uh, well, I like Jamie Lee Curtis better, so I'd say Jamie Lee Curtis. Both horror female icons. Yeah, I would say Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I would say uh, you understand a lot the wa- of people. You understand why Sigourney Weaver was cast there, correct? Why? Tell me, Michael. Why was she cast there? Because she- she's only in it for like two seconds at the very end. Right, but they talks, specifically but like- wanted a famous actress that had been in horror movies for that role because they wanted to kind of shock audiences there. And she but Sigourney I Weaver obviously not shocked. I, no, I wasn't shocked. Why would why would they Well that adds that adds that little it's not that you're shocked. It's you shocked. You say you see in the movie you're like, throwback. oh shit, it's Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney like, Weaver, everyone knows. It's like one of those things. A famous person doing a bit role is like a thing. I don't think I really thought that when I saw her well, you're I was not. Like, oh, you're I not a huge. Her. What's she from? You, you're not a fan of Alien, though, which I am. Okay, so I've that's never, why yeah. you've okay. never seen it. No, still I haven't, haven't seen it. Oh my god! So good. <sighs> I know. Um, don't don't get me started. No, it's all right. She already has like a list of like thirty movies she has to see. I know. And remember. I will. And remember. <laughs> I feel like her or Jamie Lee Curtis would have been a good decision for this role. So to me, I personally like Sony Weaver because I love Alien, but I. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis, I could have seen too. So fine, okay. You want to replace Sigourney Weaver? I like Andrew. Jamie Lee Curtis better. Yeah. Andrew, okay. have anybody that you would re- replace? Um, I wasn't a big fan of the redhead, like the Virgin. Yeah, she's pretty she's annoying. She's kind of annoying. I don't know who I would replace her with. Her name, but by I the way, like... is uh, Kristen Connolly, and uh, she has not been in very much. <laughs> uh, she was in The Happening, which is a terrible fucking movie, uh, and a bunch of crap. I have seen her before. That's probably what you I recognize. From she was in actually, actually. Uh, I probably have. Emma we, Stone. 
maybe that would have worked. She would have been pretty good in that. Emma Stone uh, yeah. would have been a better choice. Yeah. Much so better that choice. Girl, that girl, by the way, apparently was in uh, House of Cards for like three seasons, and I oh, didn't even realize who. Oh, yeah, she was one of the secretaries. House of Me Too. House of, I House of Me Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's her name? House of Cards. Uh, her name is uh, <laughs> yeah. Kristen Connolly. Yeah, she was just kind of like bogus. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would have just had anybody replace Jesse Williams, who plays the nice guy. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. He's an <laughs> asshole. Fuck him. You Google that. Done, Google that guy's name, and he's just a fucking. You could have done like Elijah. Let's all. Should we cancel him? Or uh, have, oh, he's already been canceled. I would. I would advocate anything. for the cancellation of Jesse Williams. He's <laughs> a fucking loudmouth asshole. That's all I'll say. Okay. Next topic. Moving on. I don't even know who this person is. Yeah, I know. All right, moving on. Let's keep going. Mike's got some uh, hot takes. Yeah, hot takes. I'll edit. I'll edit this appropriately. Um, okay, so next category. What is the best death in this movie? I will start. Great, Michael. <laughs> start. It's Bradley Whitford getting killed by the merman. Has to be. Has to be. He's advocating for the merman to wreak havoc on teens. Yeah. In uh, you it's know, he's hoping death. that they pick the merman to kill all of them. It doesn't happen, and he ends up getting killed by the merman. And isn't when he does, isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Don't you think? It's like rain on your wedding day. Kinda. Mm. <laughs> He gets killed uh, by the merman, and nice he job. has like the thing on his back, and it sh- like shoots blood out. It's gross. That's the best death in the movie. Cat, any ideas? Um, best death. You know, I want to say the death of Marty because the first death of Marty because he didn't actually die. That was great because then they were like, then all of a sudden everyone was celebrating and was like, oh my god, we finished the ritual and this and whatever and everything. That's good. when you get Ario Speedwagon. Mm-hmm. Right, well, it's right after Ario Speedwagon. And, um, all of a sudden, like, this red phone rings, and, like, they get a call from upstairs being like, um, so-and-so isn't actually dead. Yeah. Like, what? Right. Yeah, they were celebrating, and he's So I like the death of Marty, because he's not actually dead. And then all of a sudden, it's like... does... Does he... No. Um, well, at the end, technically, everybody dies. Sorry. Spoiler alert. I mean, I think, well, we already said that by now, right? It's an old movie. Hmm? Well, it's an old movie. You can spoil it, yeah. Yeah. Andrew, what's your uh, what's, what's your my favorite, yeah. favorite death? Well, it's the Chris Hemsworth death again because it's my favorite scene. So obviously, it's same, and it's Chris Hemsworth dying. Why I agree. That's, Chris, that's the why best. Why would death. you want Chris Hemsworth to die? Well, I'm not but sexually his, attracted to him. Yeah, so yeah I don't his mind character. Him it's and, a perfect way for his character to die. Well, like, they I'm going to save the world. Yeah, I know. No, but they make him like that in the movie. I know. Yeah, I'm not, not talking bad about Chris Hemsworth. Uh, talking about his character in the yeah. movie. <laughs> That's this a true statement. You're making this... You're just <laughs> into me hating Chris Hemsworth. You just hate Chris Hemsworth because he's such a stud. Um, I love Chris Hemsworth. I know. He is a stud. But this I has nothing to do him. with Chris Hemsworth, the Australian person. Right. All right, next topic. Uh, who is the MVP of this movie? Seth, we'll start with you. Shit, the MVP. If you had to pick one. MV Pizzle. We can come back to you. Well, Pass. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think here. I, I think Chris Hemsworth's character was as much of a douchebag as he was, and the character he was supposed to be, I think he was really good in his role. I think he played it really well. Yeah, he's good in everything. Yeah. He's good in everything. And, he, I, and, and I feel like that kind of led to him doing a lot more. Um, that, that so this was actually filmed right around the same time he did the first Thor movie. So it, it was actually filmed before that. It just came out after. So he was already famous for Thor at that point. And then this movie came out and it kind of, you know, projected him into stardom. You know, anytime you're Thor, I feel like you're going to be a rock star. Yeah, that kind of helps. Uh, for me, I had down Marty, the stoner. He's kind of the best character. Yeah, I, I had a feeling you were going to pick. I was like, everyone's going to pick Marty, so I got to think of someone different. Well, yeah. Mar- Marty is like the great comic relief of the whole thing. I mean, too. I mean, he's he's all of us, right? He's us in that. He's, he's the audience in that situation where, like, 
what the fuck are you guys yeah. talking about? Why are you splitting up? Why is every? Why are you jumping over a ravine well, in your like, dirt bike? Why that- are we leaving? Why are we turning off all the lights? Why are we doing all this stupid shit? I also had down for my MVP uh, the monsters. I feel like the end of the movie is just no, so one iconic. Oh, I was gonna say the monsters. <laughs> Otherwise, you're, that's why you're stealing okay. everybody's Sorry. plans. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead, Cat. That's your MVP. Co-MVP. Talk I'm about, gonna, talk about the monsters. Be the monsters. Talk about the monsters. No, oh wait, not the monsters. What monsters are you talking about? I'm talking. <laughs> The only monsters in the movie. No, because there's the monsters, and then there's like the monster at the end. That's another monster, you know. The I'm, I'm talking the about earth. the. Yes. I'm talking about the collection of monsters That's that show up <laughs> when they go down the elevator and they see them all in cubes. Those monsters. Are those your MVP? No. She's no. talking about the hand at the end of the movie that comes out of the earth. The god. That's correct. The god. Okay, so talk about that. That's your MVP of the whole movie. Wait, that but I didn't mean to cut person. you off then. No, you can cut me off. No, Michael. Michael was talking about the um. Andrew, grab me a bottle. He was talking about the actual monster cubes. Yeah, because right. that's what I assumed you meant too, not the hand at the end of the movie. Uh, well, I, you said mo- I think of it as the best a part about the hand coming up at the end of the movie is the nine, the Nine Inch Nails song that plays over the credits. No, I, I bet like you love the, the Hamburger Helper too as well. Don't you? For two hamburger Helper is my favorite character in any commercial. No, I like the idea of the end with the monster in the hand. Okay. But I also have questions about it because, like, so how did different other, like, other countries failed the ritual? So does that mean that all of them had hands that popped up, too, out of the ground? Like, what if other countries failed and then, like, you didn't, they all failed? All of them? Yeah, I think, I think you're meant to understand that. They, they, were the they basically they were the last hope for the world. Oh, and like Japan failed. I always thought it was like just them. Yeah. So uh, my understanding was that they did this ritual in several country countries, and only one of them had to succeed. Only one of them had to succeed to to uh, appease the gods. Gotcha. Okay. And the closest one to them at the time was the Japanese. When they were in the classroom with the grudge and the ring type ghost. And they failed. So uh, the United States was the last hope. And then they obviously failed too. Which is why the gods came up out of the ground and crushed the, you know, the cabin. Okay. I understand. That was my understanding. And another interesting spot thing that I just noticed. I don't know if it actually is even anything. So the um, countries that they listed. If you really think about it, all those countries are known for good horror movies. Yes, exactly. So they kind of were, it was like they're competing with each other like, hey, right. you're going to lose, we're going to get it. Don't worry. Nothing we'll in this movie in the production or writing or screenwriting was done by accident. Oh, they clearly. did all this with, you know, uh, knowledge of past horror movies in mind, which is, you know, it's a, it's a horror nerd's dream. So, mm. you know, it's horror uh, porn. Hi, guilty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the new genre of horror from like horror like hazards. what is it? Like um Brazzers? <laughs> no, like thrillers and boob scares and yeah. like, horror, like horror torture oh. porn and mm-hmm. whatever and gross stuff. So while we're on the topic of just monsters, just so everybody knows that's a listener, uh, what the monster options were. Okay, mm-hmm. These were all on okay. the board I'm gonna read all at the beginning of the movie, real quick. Uh, yep. Yeah, he cues. just wants this podcast to go on for another three hours. Werewolves, aliens, mutants, wraiths, zombies, rept, uh, reptilicus, clowns, witches, sexy witches, demons, hell lord, angry, molesting tree, giant snake, deadites, mummy, the bride, scarecrows, snowmen, dragon bats, vampires, dismemberment goblins, sugar plum fairies, merman, the reanimated unicorns, Hurons, Sasquatches, and zombies. So quite an array of monsters to choose again? from. Uh, so like a monster I have no fucking Huron? idea. I don't know That's what those good. are. I believe that. There's a lot. Well, yeah, they wanted to... I like the molesting tree one. Yeah, that, that's a clear rip <laughs> that's from Evil yeah. Dead. Evil Dead. Because, yeah. you know, the girl gets raped by the tree, and that's kind of uncomfortable and weird, but it happens. It's a weird name, though, for a monster. Yeah, angry molesting tree. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> Everybody on the podcast, say hi to Otis. He's down here. Hi, Otis. He's hey, buddy. What's up, Otis. Dog. Otis, the relentless. Dog, 
Say hello. Bouncing in a box hello. Rat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough talking to Otis. Speak. Yeah. How long are we going to do this for? Yeah, no, stop. All right, uh, any final thoughts on Cabin in the Woods? I haven't even done my MVP yet. You just jumped ahead. Wow, you skipped You were Andrew. reading off wow. a list of like wow. 60 monsters and you forgot about my about MVP. <laughs> I was ready for it. I stand corrected, Andrew. I apologize. Who's your MVP? Uh, the directors, not of the movie itself, but the directors in the movie. Sigourney Weaver? No, Richard Jenkins and Bradley, whatever his name was. Whitford. Whitford, the guy from... West Wing, Billy Madison, uh, Get Out. Wait, but I thought Billy they... Madison. That's, yeah, that's, Billy Madison. That's obviously. my favorite role. Yep. They referred to Sigourney <laughs> Weaver as him. the director, though. Mm-hmm. She is the director, but those guys are other points. directors. I thought they were the directors. No, no, no. She so Sigourney Weaver is the director. They're <laughs> the like the LA. the <laughs> producers, operations managers, producers, whatever. Are you sure? I don't know. Yes, yes. I thought they were the directors. We just well, watched fuck- it last night. I know, night. and I thought they were the directors. Either way, they were the no. best because right. they were trying to do everything in their so power. So, in, the like affi- the in the official credits of the movie, Richard Jenkins is credited as Sitterson. Bradley Whitford is credited as Hadley. Well, that's Those the are the names. Yeah. So, what, <laughs> so what were... Okay, well, they were my favorite characters because it's like... It was interesting to watch how they're trying so hard to make this... Basically, their movie come out correctly. Yeah. And how they, like... They go through the ups and downs of it, and like, oh yeah, we'll try this. We'll use this trope here. We'll do this. Mm-hmm. It's just I thought they were really good in that role. Plus, I love both those guys. Richard Jenkins is yeah. Amazing. You know what? That's that's a great point because <laughs> they no, they I, were awesome. I used to walk around the yard like a dinosaur, <laughs> terrorize the neighbors' cats. <laughs> they uh they are hilarious in this movie, and I feel like you know when they're kind of guiding everything, when it cuts back to them, it's hilarious. I love the part when uh, what's her name, Chris Hemsworth girl, Chris Hemsworth's girlfriend, gets naked, yeah. and Bradley Whitford sitting there and she's like, score, yeah. <laughs> and they're both just like sitting there staring at her, which is creepy but also very funny at the same time. So yeah, they're uh, they're awesome in this movie. It's a great movie. It's fantastic. I mean, if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, what you are you must fucking be waiting under for? A rock. Um, if you've seen Cabin in the Woods, go watch it again. It's a hell of a movie. Worth a rewatch or two or three. I love it. And like I said, my favorite horror movie of the 2010s. I am still going to give it the edge over Dr. Sleep. Really? Yep. Isn't Dr. Sleep 2020, though? I thought you gave him the... Like... No, that was 2019. Came out 2019. Oh, shit. Oh. November. Weird. Came out. We talked about this a uh, couple episodes ago. It came out. Decades, ten years. The weekend after <laughs> oh, came out. The weekend after Halloween, strange, strange, uh, which is a weird time to release it because they should have released it. It would have done so o- much better in October. And I like, I appreciate they they still called it Doctor Sleep, but I feel like the title. Why do you appreciate it. them calling it Doctor Sleep? Because they're faithful to Stephen King's story. Yeah, they didn't change it. They didn't try to make money off it just by calling. I it hate. I tube. hate. Yeah. I hate when movies call something, something the else. blank yeah. two. Yeah. I hate that. You. I hate that. I love this movie. You can't. If you can't create a title to mm-hmm. the movie, then the movie probably sucks. Yes. Uh, just it, call it blank two. Come up with a more creative title than, you know, Iron Man 2, XYZ 2, blah, blah, blah. Like, XYZ no. 2? What's that? It's just a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. <laughs> it's like, yeah, a fake name. He's, yeah, he was just L-M-O-P saying that. LMNOP 2? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so last thing. We always talk about haunted attractions on this podcast. And... We don't have to do the legwork on this because it was already a haunted attraction at Halloween Horror Nights 23 in Orlando. Uh, they had a haunted house based on Cabin in the Woods, that must which fun. was featured. This was one year after. Cat uh, and I went two years in a row to Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando, which is the premier Halloween event in the country. They do unbelievable haunted houses. In the it's country? great. Country. Yes. Really? <laughs> Correct. Totally. Country. Yep. Positive? We went two years in a row, and the year after we went, they had a haunted house based on Cabin in the Woods, and it was featured alongside original ideas by the development team, alongside other movies like American Werewolf in London, the 2013 Evil Dead remake, the Resident Evil video game series, and the Walking Dead TV show. And 
a I lot wish, of zombies. Wish we'd went this year. Oh my zombies. god. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was kind of a lot of a uh, lot of zombies there. But love American Werewolf in London. Love Evil Dead the remake. It's great. Awesome. Walking Dead. Eh, could take it or leave it. Right. What do you mean now. you could take it or leave it? We've watched all of them. So that doesn't mean that he has to love it. I'm lukewarm on it right now. It's you know okay. How many seasons have they had? Too many. I haven't even watched any of it because I have no desire to. So what does that tell you? Yeah, I don't know. Tells you I don't want to watch it. I guess so. Yeah, so needless to say, this would make a good haunted attraction because it's already been one. So, anybody have anything to say about the cabin in the woods or anything else at all? I know I will not find I, no, myself end it, end by it, just like that. I want to end with that, the and then there's nothing else. The podcast just ends with anything else. Anybody? Nope. Goodbye. Fair enough. I got nothing. Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, my name is Mike. We are America's Hometown Horror Podcast. You can find us on the following social media platforms on Twitter, at Hometown Horror, on Instagram, at Hometown Horror Pod. You can also email us with show ideas, uh, oh. outbursts of rage, thoughts, concerns, Hopefully anything else. outbursts of rage. Yes, Mike. I'd love to see them. Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, and anywhere else that you find your podcast. Did you say Spreaker? Uh, Spreaker is also another one. That's what we use to publish our podcasts. Spreaker. And uh, I think that's all I have. Spreaker, Spreaker. You guys want to say goodbye to your audience? Bye. Bye, Bye audience. Thanks so Bye. much for listening. Thanks for listening, and if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Art Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus, we have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and of course Art. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners, and thanks for listening.